0: Gave him rheumatiz. He had tried to get Todd interested in taking over the freighting, but his only son said he had no desire to play nursemaid to 20 mules and sleep on the frozen ground and cook his meals over a smoky fire of wet buffalo chips. Russ Lang accused his son of being lazy, saying all he wanted to do was catch and break wild horses in the summer, and then trap and ride grub line through the long, cold Montana winters. It was true that at twenty-four, Todd had still found nothing of more interest to take the place of what he was doing. When his father was killed trying to prevent a hold-up of the local bank, Todd was sitting out a sixty-day sentence in the Miles City Jail. Someone wanted him out of the way and had slipped a branded horse into his holding pasture. Although horse-stealing was considered a hanging offense in ranch country, after hearing a couple of witnesses in his defense, the judge had believed him and gone easy on the sentence. Todd made up his mind to get the one who had downed his father, and he decided Twin Buttes would be the logical place to start. He slid off his horse in front of the feed barn, where the only signs of life were blowflies buzzing around a pile of fresh horse manure. His horse, anxious to get out of the hot sun, followed him into the barn. Anybody home? Todd shouted. And a man came from behind the mangers, rubbing the sleep from his eyes. Did I wake you? No, no matter, the man replied, brushing the alfalfa leaves off his clothes, and then looking around for his hat to cover his bald head. Oh I had to get up anyhow. It's time to go to the boarding house. Mamie'll have dinner ready. Don't like for anybody to be late. How about if you was to give my horse a bit of grain first, and then I'll let you lead me to Mamie's feed rack? The smell of the feed barn was soon replaced by the aroma of Mamie's cooking as they followed the rutted street to the other side of town. I brung you another customer, the man said, sidling up to Mamie and sounding like a sick calf. I should get a rake-off for all the customers I bring you. If you was to get your feet out from under that poker table, you wouldn't be needing a rake-off. This is your last meal until I see some money. The lady folded her arms over her ample chest and looked down on the bald head of the man who stood in front of her with hat in hand. Most of the ones you do bring in are on my book as deadbeats. From now on, anyone you drag in pays first and eats later, and that includes you. Now, Mamie, you know I've come up against some hard times lately. What well, with the county building their own barn up the courthouse, local travel ain't been too good. How much? Todd asked, reaching into his pocket for some money. Thirty cents, she informed him haughtily. He dropped the money in her hand and closed her fist over it. You be sure and hang on to it, because I wouldn't want you to lose it before I get done eatin'. Smart ass. She snapped disgustedly, then turned to go back to the kitchen, dragging the laces on the men's shoes she wore. Many of the diners were local businessmen and people from the courthouse. Todd filled his plate with whatever came past, and was about finished when a man came in and sat across the table from him. A star was pinned to his vest. "'You staying long or just riding through?' he asked in an arrogant tone. The clatter of silverware and slamming of dishes made it hard to hear. Besides, the man talked with his mouth full. Todd pretended not to hear. The sheriff leaned across the table and sprayed food as he talked. you just riding through or you figure to stay a spell? His bushy black eyebrows grew the full width of his forehead like a hedge, and his broken nose seemed to smell off to one side. Well, you could say I'm an out-of-work cowboy looking for a place to put my feet under a table. I'd do just about anything, around a ranch, from riding rough string to cleaning corrals. You got a name? I might know of a job for you. This took Todd by surprise, although he should have known someone would ask. He sure didn't want anyone to know he was Russ Lang's son. It could easily hamper his investigation. Must well, sure have. Is it important?' He asked, stalling for time to find a name. He then thought of a book he carried.